There's a story from when I was growing up that I've heard so many times that I think my memory of it is almost from like an out-of-body experience. I can picture it and like picture myself even though I was the one living it, but I've heard it told so many times that it's just kind of in my memory that way. And I think I've told many of you this story before, so if I have, just please bear with me. So I remember when I was early on in school, I was a pretty anxious child, and I didn't really like going to school very much. And up until I was in the third grade, we lived in a town in Illinois called Decatur, and we lived in the neighborhood in which was also the parish and the school. And at the time, back in the late 80s, you used to be able to walk and ride your bike to school, which just seems unfathomable these days. But back then, as a first grader, I was allowed to ride my bike and come home for lunch. And I think, very frequently, one of the big struggles, I think, for my poor mother was to get me to go back to school. So apparently, I would sit on my bike in the garage and just, like, cry, right? Like, I didn't want to go back to school. I just, for whatever reason, and the thing is, it wasn't like there was a bully. The teachers were fine. In fact, I remember our principal was Sister Lorencia. She was a Cubs fan, and that's what we would talk about. I mean, it was lovely. But for whatever reason, I would have rather just stayed home and been there with my mom. I didn't want to go back. Well, the way my mom kind of tells the story is she would let me just stay there in the garage, and I thought she just went back inside and shut the door, and that was the end of it. And I'm thinking, how cruel can you be? You know, mother, you are turning your back on me. Well, she would leave the door open just a crack and watch me, and I don't mean to spoil the surprise, but I eventually passed first grade. Um, She made me go back, right? And the thing is, even though at the time, I didn't want to go. I just wanted to stay there at home and just be there with my mom. Well, she loved me. And she loved me so much to know that the good for me, even if it wasn't what I wanted at the time, was to go back and to complete first grade, which led to many other subsequent grades to the point now that here I am, you know, living my life as a Catholic priest. Now, she could have just kept me in the little cocoon of the house and not made me go back to school, but let's be honest, that wouldn't have been what was best for me. I needed to continue. I needed to grow. I needed to get out there and keep growing up, right? And so the thing is, she was watching and she was guiding and she was doing what a mother is called to do, even if at the time I didn't see what exactly she was doing. And I think on this day that we celebrate the solemnity of Mary, the mother of God, on the first day of the new calendar year, right? In some ways, I think it's easy, especially considering the year that we've just had, to kind of feel like a little guy on a bike, right? Like you've got some anxieties and we don't know what's coming next. We don't know what the, you know, different obstacles may be between here and school and once you get back and everything else. Like what is on the horizon? And in some ways it's like, oh, I just wish the Blessed Mother would do this or that or just, you know, protect us all in this little cocoon. But the thing is, Just like I needed to go back to school. I needed to keep growing. I had to go through the challenges that I needed to go through to grow up. We go through many challenges too. But 
Not for a second did my mother stop loving me, stop watching over what was going on. Did she sort of like check out and not care about me? No, she was watching over me. And the thing to remember is that our ultimate goal is not just mere safety and smooth sailing and setting the cruise control and going through 2021. Our ultimate goal is to become saints. It's our salvation. It's striving to be with our Lord in heaven forever. And our Blessed Mother helps us with that each and every day. Now, there are times where it's like, would you just wrap me up in a little safe cocoon and you know, make it so I don't have to worry about any difficulties? But that might not be what's best for us, to move towards that ultimate goal. In some ways, it may feel like you know, she's kind of behind that cracked door a little bit, but ultimately, what she wants is for us to become saints, to be with her son, to love him forever in the life to come. And I don't know exactly what that's going to entail for all of us in 2021, but I do know this, that she's with us, that she loves us, that she wants us to keep going. And when you think about this, on this day, the solemnity of Mary, Mother of God, to focus on the fact that what God has given us, or better yet, who God has given us to help us along the way. I mean, think about this gospel we just heard our wonderful deacon Joseph proclaim. You know, the shepherds went in haste to Bethlehem and found Mary and Joseph and the infant lying in the manger. Remember where they just came from. They were out in the fields by night and the whole heavenly host appeared to them. And what was their initial reaction? Fear. It's a terrifying thing to see all the angels of God and all of their glory, the heavenly hosts coming to them. They have to remind them, do not be afraid. And where do they get sent? To our Blessed Mother, the one who ultimately is there to help us to grow closer to her son. How blessed we are that that is who God gives us to help us along the way, not just the huge heavenly host. I mean, think about this. So who do you want to spend time with for an extended period of time, right? The chairman of the Joint Chiefs of Staff or your mom, right? Who do you want to help you along the way? I'll give you an example. I'm sorry to keep using personal examples, but yesterday, New Year's Eve, I had some time yesterday afternoon, evening. I went home to spend it with my parents. I don't want to go spend it with, like, the President of the United States, right? And it doesn't matter which one it is. I'm not using politics. But, you know, like, there's, there's something so beautiful about being able to go and be with someone who knows you and loves you and wants to help you to become who you are. Now, I'll say this. I woke up this morning. I didn't even stay up until midnight. I went to bed at, like, 10. Kept getting woken up by fireworks. Anybody else have that happen? Like, and I felt like garbage this morning, right? But my mom didn't say, oh, you feel so bad. Just stay home. It doesn't matter. They don't need you over there. You'll be okay. Just stay in come. No, that wouldn't be her being a good mom, right? The same thing is so beautiful and true in, in an even bigger way. And I'm not downplaying the love that my mother has for me, but our blessed mother knows what we need. She loves us so much, gives us the comfort that we need and reminding us of the glories of salvation, of heaven on the horizon, of the fact that we need to keep going. At the same time, she'll challenge us when we need it to keep going along the way. I read a quote recently in a book that I highly recommend. It was called The Anti-Mary Exposed by uh, the author Carrie Gress. Very good book, pretty intense. 
But at one point, she quoted an exorcist who kind of pushed one of these demons on, why do you all hate the rosary so much? Why do you try to stop people from praying the rosary? They said, because when you all pray the rosary, Mary takes you by the hand and puts it in the hand of Jesus. I mean, think about that. As we walk through this life with its difficulties, with the different things that cause anxiety, we have everything we need to keep moving along. We have the mother of God who wants us to reach our ultimate goal and fulfillment, and that is union with Jesus Christ. And I know that there are so many times like, ah, I can't pay attention, I get too distracted, I'd rather do something else. But when you think about it, what could be better than spending time with her as she tells us about her son and teaches us to do exactly what she does in the gospel today, keeping all of these things, reflecting on them in her heart. My brothers and sisters in Christ, as we're on the doorstep of a brand new year, who knows what's coming, right? I will say something I've learned over the years is that, frankly, the Merry Christmas song is not right. You know, all of our troubles will not be far away. I know we've just flipped the calendar page, but they seem to remain from year to year. But the great thing is, is that stronger than those troubles is the love that God has for us. So incredible that he who was born of the Virgin Mary and laid in the manger and had her with him throughout his entire life, right there to the foot of the cross, right there to the birthday of the church at Pentecost, he gives her to us as well to make sure that the crosses that we too have been given for our own salvation, we don't have to try to bear them on our own. But just like Jesus himself, we have Mary to help us. Let's thank God for the gift of Mary, the mother of God, by staying close to her each and every day, praying the rosary, asking her for the help to get the comfort we need, and quite frankly, the challenge we need to keep growing, to keep bearing our crosses, and moving on always towards that great goal of our salvation, that union and joy with her and with him in heaven. Praise be Jesus Christ, now and forever.